the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. Barely made it in the seat before before I had to come back live. It's just there's just so much going on, so much going on here tonight. And before the break, um, before the break, we actually I say we as though I had anything to do with it. My man Skins gave away some uh, family four pack tickets. We did. We had a lovely Christina call up and win the family four pack of tickets, and she says she absolutely loves what we're doing and she loves your show. Oh. Thank you, Christine. Is it Christine or Christina? Christina. Christina. Fantastic. Congrats on the tickets. And I'm so glad we gave them to somebody who's a fan of the show. Well, which kind of makes sense, because if you hate me in the show, you wouldn't really be listening. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Speaking of hate, you know, the sham trial tonight on January 6th. It's supposedly about Trump and MAGA being insurrectionist and trying to do some coup attempt or to try to overturn an election that hadn't even been certified yet, by the way, and should have never been. In fact, we have one of the things we listed last hour, all the things you're not going to hear about in the show trial. One of the main things that the Republican Party didn't mention today in their press conference that MTG didn't mention in hers is that, you know, actually asking for the not certifying the electors that are sent is actually something that's constitutional and has actually been done by Democrats how many times? Including 2016? Including like pretty much every modern presidential election we've had democrats come to the microphone and say no saying you know i you know i'm I, we don't want these electors certified. There were legitimate concerns and issues going on in all these different in the five contested states. And that Bill Barr has lied and said that there was no evidence. He didn't investigate one claim, not one. So and for Pence to say he didn't have the authority is it's not true. Absolutely. And speaking of Pence um, and the real plot to remove a president you know we had the crossfire hurricane the russian collusion hoax the special the special you know Mueller investigation then we had the ukraine whistleblower impeachment um the then we had the little known impeachment not impeachment the little known a coup attempt on january 7 which involved betsy devos and others trying to put together a coalition almost like who remembers that tv show survivor did you ever watch Survivor? Uh, i did yeah i did many i think i did for like it was a fun show i did I, yeah it was for about uh, two or three seasons and then it was like once you figured out how to win the game for me it was like you know form the coalitions and get people voted off um then you know it kind of got old to me but that's kind of like what happened betsy devos thought she was going to put together a coalition to get trump booted off the island 
via the 25th Amendment. This is what she said today. And did I not call out Betsy DeVos last week? Did I not say what a crap weasel of a cabinet head, whatever you want to call it, she was the head of the Department of Education? Would we have, and I'll tell you this, I don't think we'd have the nonsense going on in our schools right now because it's only been a, a year and a half. They didn't just cook up all this crap going on in the schools in the last year and a half, by the way. We were reporting during the entire Trump administration Bob Walters and I were reporting on what was going on in schools and the indoctrination all throughout the Trump presidency. And we were incredibly disappointed that Betsy DeVos didn't do more because why do we have a centralized Department of Education and a Republican president and not do some executive orders out of the Department of Education? If we're going to fund them and pay all that money for them and pay the, the salaries of a Betsy DeVos, then do something. So she was worthless, and she's proving why she allowed for the indoctrination and all the crap going on in the schools, because um, she is saying that she discussed the possibility of invoking the 20, this is coming from, by the way, uh, MSN, that she discussed the possibility of invoking the 25th Amendment with other cabinet members and then Vice President Mike Pence following the January 6th attack. And then when she didn't get away, she says, according to her, that she resigned from her post on January 7th, the day after. Um, Before she left, she told USA Today, um, oh, I guess MSN is reporting based upon an interview she gave to USA Today, that she explored whether using the 25th Amendment to remove Trump from office was a viable option before departing the administration. On what grounds? There was no grounds to use the 25th Amendment. This man wasn't crazy or insane. He was asking different different attorneys uh, as a part of his administration and, and, and people that he knew what his legal rights were given the fraud that took place across this country. And let me tell you, whether you consider it fraud or not, it was illegal for the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to rewrite election laws in favor of Joe rewrite Biden. election laws in the middle of an election. You, yeah. That was that was illegal. It was it was uh, there was all kinds of shenanigans, whether you want to call them voter irregularities or not. Look, we know what happened in Arizona. Fifty thousand people voted illegitimately enough to sway the state to Joe Biden. Right. Um, So those are facts, as it says in in the movie, A Few Good Men. These are the facts and they are undisputed. Right. Um, She goes on to say, though, that it was Pence who would not support the 25th Amendment. Which is interesting. Now, he might as well have. Pence at this point was, he's such a political operative. And he was, at that point, he was, that fence post was putting some hurt up in him because he was riding that fence post really hard. Um, he was still, he was, wanting to, he was wanting to see how things played out for his own self-preservation. Oh, sure, because he, uh, he's going to run in 24, apparently. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he, he, he wasn't going to do anything... At that point, that might jeopardize his ability to be VP on the ticket again or actually run in 2024 again, Uh, she says. But here's how she described the conversation. She said, I spoke with the vice president and just let him know I was there to do whatever he wanted and needed me to do or help with. And he made it very clear that he was not going to go in that direction or that path. Good for him on that. Shame on her. Who the heck do you think you are, lady, to go and try to work some coup attempt of the president of the United States because he questioned the outcome of the election? And this is why the Republican Party, as I said last hour, every time they talk about this sham January 6th trial, they should be talking about the political prisoners we have that that along with Trump 
and 75 million voters. And by the way, polls at that time said almost 65% of Democrats felt that there was fraud that took place in that election. Every And even if there's not one bit of fraud, you have the right as an American to think it. You Hillary have, Clinton, for four years straight, said that the you know, 2016 election you know, didn't happen the way that it was supposed to. But her American right to do it. Biden's own press, press secretary right now, Corrine Jean-Pierre, is still got tweets up on her account claiming that Stacey Abrams is governor of... Uh, that election was stolen from her. In fact, there were other Democrats that actually filed lawsuits that said that the Dominion machines in Georgia were cook- cooked and that's cost them the election. So the Republicans are missing an opportunity here to be talking about the fact that even if there wasn't any fraud which it, or ir- irregularities, which there were, as an American citizen, you have the right to believe it. You have the right to go out there and protest on it. You look at at, where are they? Where is the investigation tonight? Where's the committee hearings on all these pro-abortion crazy people? I don't even know if you saw this, but there was a pro-abortion, pro-baby killer woman who because they were so emboldened right now. Kevin McCarthy did have an interesting comment today. He said something when asked about who was responsible for this. He said everybody in the country is. And what he what he was alluding to was the fact that when you have all these BLM and Antifa people and all these riots that are allowed to happen across this country, then you lead people to believe that they've got the right to behave however they want. And that took place with this woman yesterday, I think it was, who decides um, so hysterical over the potential of Roe v. Wade being sent back to the states that she actually goes into the middle of a presidential motorcade with a bullhorn. She should have been shot immediately by Secret Service because she walked into the middle of a presidential barricade, a motorcade. She could have been... She could have been armed with the intent to shoot the president of the United States. It took some cop. He actually looked like he was, I don't know if he was a sheriff's deputy or who he was, who goes in the street and drags her off. And she still fought him. And she fought him hard because she wasn't a small girl. And she fought him hard, screaming and yelling, get off of me. And there's people, it took, and, and it took minutes before a Secret Service dude finally came up. And as she's screaming and yelling, you can hear people in the background saying, leave her alone. So, yeah, Kevin McCarthy's right. We've got a problem in this country with people believing that they have the right to behave however they want. And a lot of that is coming from the fact that they got away with it when pallets of bricks were delivered for them in advance that they used to destroy businesses, when they were literally on camera beating business owners with two by fours all over the place and burning down businesses. Why do you think Kyle Rittenhouse was out in the streets. He was trying to protect property because the law enforcement wasn't doing it. Bill Barr didn't do anything with the use of the DOJ. But getting back to the 25th Amendment, where is the cry for the 25th Amendment on this clip we're going to play for you in a moment? Joe Biden goes to go on the Jimmy Kimmel show. I don't, I've never watched Jimmy Kimmel. I have no idea. You're not missing any, out. Anything about him or anything about his show. So and and word is is these late night shows are supposed to be live, but word is they had to record it, and we don't know how many takes it took for them to get an inter you know enough of take good takes to use with Joe Biden that they could actually you know put together a segment. And case in point, when you hear this clip, this is how bad it was that this is like obviously the best they could get out of him with an interview. Let me see, make sure I've got the right clip to play here skins i think it's clip four yeah so there's a lot of major things we've done but what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is uh, um 
Make me say another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate. But it. look how the press has changed. Can we stop for just a second? Look how the press has changed. It has changed. Oh. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel immediately jumps in to help him. That well, well, that's perfect. What was perfect about what he just said? He didn't say anything. Yeah, he's he um um he stops and he's and he's struggling, and Jimmy Kimmel jumps in to help him. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of perfect. I mean, that's how the the, the you could just. Taste, as Joe Biden would say, the the desperation. No, I can taste it. (laughs) When he's creepy, he's cogent. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel immediately rushing in to save him. um, And then Kimmel gets tongue tongue tied. Continue. Well, listen, I I get it. I know you get you overstand it. You don't just understand it. You overstand it. (laughs) But here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a. Um, even with, with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on, on, the, on nightly news. Mm-hmm. So instead of asking a question, anyway, it just everything gets, gets sensationalized in ways. That, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look. I'm going to take a break and then we'll talk a little bit more. I don't, if you don't mind. You. I'm sorry. Can't get through that clip. Yeah. Camel had to go to break. And by the way. When you're recording an interview, you don't have to take a break. Um, do we have any more? Do we have the rest of the clip? That's it for that one. That's it for two other clips. Well, because the transcript, he goes on to say. Now that's it for that. Yeah, Biden says, I, I, I'm going to take a break and we can talk a little bit more if you don't mind. And Biden says, I don't blame you. Like Biden knows why he, why he said we're going to take a break. And then Kimmel says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we have some of those commercials. Biden, I don't blame you. Kimmel goes on, we have some biracial commercials we need to show. Wow. Wow. Talk about a desperate need for the 25th Amendment. When he can't even go and do a pre-planned interview in the most favorable environment, pre-recorded, without coming across as though his brain is literally misfiring and he can't speak. Houston, we have a problem. If there was ever a need for the 25th Amendment, it's now. We're going to take a break. We do have some more clips to play from him. We also have a clip to play some sound from outside of Kavanaugh's house. Yeah, the threats and intimidation of Kavanaugh continue. We're going to share all that more when we come back from the Andrew K. Show. Stay tuned. Dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Instead of this January 6th show trial, they should be talking about the attempts to murder or attempt uh, at, uh, at murder, attempt of murder. Yeah, that's the, that's the phrase, attempt to murder. Um, I'm a true crime fanatic. You would think I'd get the phrase right, but it's been a long week. Of Brett Kavanaugh. Um, that story has been suppressed and, and as well as the fact that the threats and intimidation continue, we're going to get to that in a moment, but I want to wrap up this amazing, just inspirational, hilarious, phenomenal interview done by Joe Biden and Jimmy Kimmel before our break. They had to take a break in the middle of the interview because Joe Biden's brain was kind of going pew, 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 all over the place. And he was really showing the fact that, and, and I'm not mocking anybody who's old and octogenarian, but you know what? When you know that you literally can't form a sentence, you had no business accepting the job as the most powerful man 
in the world, if we, that is, if you consider still the world's greatest superpower, he had no business taking on this job. And he, we know that he's just occupying the Oval Office and doing the bidding of the communist. So, um, so anyway, they took a break and then we took a break. And now we're going to quickly go back just to, just to wrap up, um, this, uh, this amazing interview he did and uh, skins it's, it's, I'm not going to put y'all through much torture. It's only a 12 second clip, but I think we need to put this, we, we need to, we need to flush this interview. Um, please play clip five. When you have sensitive documents that you need to flush down the toilet, do you do that? Is, the, is that done in your office toilet, or is that done in the bathroom, in the personal bathroom area? Oh, I call Trump. <laughs> Isn't that great? They gave him the line during the break, and he delivered it, right? One of the worst things you have to deal with as a director is kids and animals, right? I think that was, who was the actor that that, that declared that? Um... Back in the 20s, was it, it might have been the director, famous director, or Louis B. Mayer. I don't know. You don't want to work with kids. You don't want to work with animals. And you don't want to work with an arrogant old creepy dude who, uh, yeah. I can taste it. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, so, but he managed to deliver that line well. Um, let's get back to the story that everybody should be talking about. Clay Travis pointed out the fact that, and, and many people did, but I thought he did it well when he talked about the coverage of the Brett Kavanaugh attempted murder. CNN had it on its, I guess, online on their list of stories. It was 26th out of 26 stories. The attempted murder should be number one. Yeah, he uh, he did a screenshot. Clay Travis did a screenshot of. Yeah, it should be number one. Clay Travis did a screenshot of. Uh, the Washington Post website, and he's showing there was some, I, I don't know who this guy is, the Washington defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. So he, here's what Clay Travis described. He says, the Washington Post is currently giving equal story placement on their website to Washington defensive uh, coordinator, Jack Del Rio's opinions on January 6th and the attempted assassination of a sitting Supreme Court justice. And then he screenshotted their site. I mean, they're doing everything that they can to, to suppress the story in part because they don't want the American people to know, but also in part because they don't care. But it gets even worse than that. It's also in part because this is what they wanted. This is why they leaked the documents, right? Because they wanted the pressure and the intimidation. We played the clip from Chuck Schumer last night where he literally called out Gorsuch and Kavanaugh by name and said, we are going to unleash a torrent on you. Well, they, when you become a Supreme Court justice, you're a Supreme Court justice for life. So other than some threat of physical harm to him, what else could be unleashed on him? What else could be unleashed on him? We have a clip, and I want you guys to hear. Imagine, we've got this January 6th trial going on tonight. Imagine if MAGA people and Trump people or Republicans showed up on January 7th at the Capitol and started doing the same thing again. That's what's going outside the Kavanaugh home, and, I, and hopefully we can. you guys can hear this sound well. Um, Skins, please play clip three.
Can you guys, did that come across well? Let's stop at their skins. It, what they're screaming and yelling is, keep your rosaries off my ovaries. Do you remember when they got that guy? Was it Nuriega? And they arrested Nuriega. I think it was from Panama. And they threw him in a jail in Miami. And they started, rock, they started blasting some really bad rock music. I don't know who, I don't know what band it was. To drive him insane. That's the kind of thing that will literally drive you insane when it's outside in front of your house. And this has been going on for weeks. There is a code. This is against, I think it's 18 U.S. Code 5307 or something. This is specifically against the law. And the police officers are standing there letting them do it. And the Department of Justice, including Merrick Garland, who was a federal judge with Kavanaugh for 10 years, is doing absolutely nothing to stop it. But you know what? Here's some good news. This is going to blow back. They can try to suppress it. The Washington Post and the CNN and all the rest of them, they can try to suppress this, but it's not going to work. So much so to where uh, CNN's David Gregory is trying to sound the alarm. Now, if you know anything about David Gregory... Uh, You know that he's quite the far left crazy guy, but here's a little warning he gave um, about it on CNN. I think it's clip seven. I mean, activism has its place, of course. Speaking out has its place to but to threaten a Supreme Court justice and his family outside of his home is beyond the pale, cannot be tolerated. Every politician has an obligation to stand up, condemn this and to do something about it. And the truth is that a lot of people on the left who are in political power are being so hypocritical about this. They, they lecture us all the time about the excesses of the right, including Donald Trump on, on January 6th, fomenting mob violence. And yet they're out there countenancing, as they have with statements before, that it's okay to stand outside these people's homes. Can we listen to that sound? This is former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, as well as Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. If protests are peaceful, yes. My house is, there's protests three, four times a week outside my house. That's the, uh, the American way to peacefully protest is okay. And I've been, that's my wife. Sorry. Um, maybe there's a protest outside. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. It's not against the law to stand outside Chuck Schumer's house and protest. He's also not a federal judge. That's right. It is a, it, The reason why it is against the law to protest outside of a federal judge's home is because it's obstruction of justice. Let me just narrow it down for you. It's obstruction of justice because you are literally trying to interfere with the court's. And making a decision, just like it's against the law to try to follow a jury and try to and try to influence a jury. Right. Because that's obstruction of justice, just like it's obstruction of justice when you destroy thirty five pieces, thirty five thousand pieces of government property in your possession that were under subpoena, which is why Hillary Clinton should have done jail time. But the Democrat Party does not care. There is no crime that they are not willing to commit or support, even including ones that result in or involve acts of violence in order for them to get their power. You commit the crime, you go to jail. They'll do it, and they consider it just part of the process. Well, it's part of the process. In fact, it's, it's, it's you know, the end justifies the means. And that D.C. jury, they were like, well, you know, so what, so what Sussman lied to the FBI? You know, there's bigger issues going on. Back when Bill Clinton lied as an attorney... In a deposition, lied in a court proceeding, he should have faced jail time. And I said then, 
If he could, oh, and even Republicans were like, well, he was, you know, he was lying about his, his marriage. It doesn't matter. Words matter. Uh, following the law matters. Being a law-abiding citizen matters. And he got away with that. And he shouldn't have because are we not seeing now the results of allowing somebody, the president of the United States, to break the law? You can connect the dots from Bill Clinton lying in a, in a, in a court proceeding, and I don't care what he was lying about. I don't... Do you get to go and, and lie in, in a court proceeding and get to go, well, you know, afterwards when you've committed perjury and you've broken the law, get to say, well, you know, what I lied about, you know, is so immaterial. You know, it shouldn't matter. It was over nothing. No. Who was the baseball player that came to speak before Congress on steroids? He offered to come. I think it was Roger Clemens. Right, yeah, if you could Google that for me. He offered to go and speak to Congress. Didn't have to do it. He wasn't subpoenaed, but he was put under oath. I think dude spent six months in jail. And for me, I'm like, well, what was he lying about baseball and some athletes taking steroids? What do I care about athletes taking steroids? He he lied under oath. He goes to jail for six months. Martha Stewart did six months. She didn't commit any act of insider trading. She lied in the course of an interview that had to do with insider trading. Do you think I care that Martha Stewart, you know, didn't affect me? She lied under oath. She lied. It is a federal offense to lie to the FBI. It was a federal offense what Bill Clinton did got away with it now it's like that to me was a critical point in our country in which when you when you you know we're we're fudging the books it was a little white lie and now here we are you go from there to you know what happened in the obama administration and i'm not even talking about crossfire hurricane and lying to the courts and then it was you know klein smith literally falsifies documents to go to the fisa court so they can spy on trump administration people and he didn't even lose his law license that's where we're at in this country that's directly connecting the dots in my opinion between bill clinton and people excusing what he did because of the subject matter and by the way it wasn't about what was going on in his marriage. I wouldn't give a crap how much he cheated on Hillary Clinton in their marriage. What he did with Monica Lewinsky was in the people's house. Let me just wrap that up right there. What was going on there was in the people's house, paid for by the taxpayers, and then there was a cover-up about it, including him lying. That's why it mattered, by the way. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. I got a little story out of Chicago. How many times we've we been talking about how are the how they they're telling us you'll own nothing and be happy, but how are they going to get us to the point of nothing? I got a story out of Chicago that might connect those dots as well. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K Show on AM eleven seventy. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on the Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We got a heat wave coming this weekend, by the way. It's going to be high 70s at the beach tomorrow, high 80s going into the 90s over the weekend in San Diego. And if you're not in San Diego, y'all might not know that we're kind of like um, beach and then desert, not far past the beach. I mean, it doesn't take long before you get inland, and it's it's kind of desert-like. Am I wrong, Skins? People don't realize it gets it can get really hot in in San Diego County. And it's kind of a mixed bag because if you've got, if you don't have air conditioning and no, we're not humid here, but when it gets high eighties and nineties inland, it's, it's real dang hot. 
And there's a lot of places that don't have air conditioning. But uh, if you do have air conditioning, it, you might think, well, wow, that's great, except for the fact that we are likely to start having rolling blackouts because of energy crisis in this country right now. And then if you but if you've got power, um, you might not be able to afford it because that's jacked right now uh, in, because of inflationary pressures as well. And even though. They've San Diego Gas and Electric has done this funky stuff of um, pay, you have to you pay more per unit of electricity if you're in the coastal areas or if you're in a high rent area like Rancho Santa Fe or Del Mar. It's you know um, it's still really pricey because some of the areas inland that are the hottest are your lower income people. And so um, just uh, just as we go into the weekend as we, before I. It, the heat wave is going to hit tomorrow before I come in the show. I just want to let y'all know, I, you know, hopefully we're not going to have any rolling blackouts. And hopefully, you know, my listeners in these e- inland areas can afford the electricity because we've also got a lot of seniors in these inland area skins. And, you know, we we don't want any seniors to die from the heat because they can't afford the electricity bills. Um, okay, so speaking of homeownership... One of the ongoing things that I've been talking to y'all about for a while is we know the World Economic Forum, the globalist movement, part of the Great Reset is that they are saying you will own nothing and you will be happy about it. Some people are like, that doesn't make sense. How are they ever going to pull that off? How did we ever think in the as an American that we would be in a situation where the entire United States of America is under lockdown? Yeah. Ask yourself the question five years ago. How they you know, how would they ever shut down the entire nation? Well, They'll find a way. Yeah, they'll find a way. One of the ways we reported here on the show last year or maybe even the year before that, that they were there was a, a group of homeless advocates that decided to um, introduce into America the idea that homeless people that well, we've known for a while they've been pushing this idea that everybody's got the right to own a home. What caused the housing crisis? That was part of it back during the Bush administration. The idea they started doing these risky loans because the idea was everybody had the right to have a home. So I know let's do mortgages for people that had no ability to pay them back. It jacked up prices on homes, ended up uh, causing a housing crisis and foreclosures and all this kind of stuff. And, and then, of course, there was this idea, well, these minority people were victimized with these bad loans. Well, you know, if you couldn't afford to buy the home, you probably knew you couldn't afford to buy a home, even if you didn't know the details of these bad mortgages. Well, that was um, that was the beginning of changing the culture of America to where everybody has the right to own a home. So then uh, we've got a situation here in California where to push that forward, the idea that everybody should own a home, which is communism. How will how will the government ensure that everybody owns a home? Because the government's going to own the homes, right? There's a step-by-step process to get us there, one of which was uh, one way of which they were trying to push forward the notion that everybody has the right to own a home, that it's not based upon whether or not you've worked hard and earned the money to buy it. Uh, We had a homeless advocacy group here in California put some squatters inside of a home that was empty and then filed a lawsuit against them when the owners of the home, which was an investment company, who were going to fix it up and sell it when uh, they... um, tried to get the homeless group out they and the homeless group um on behalf of the homeless squatters filed a lawsuit and the courts actually heard the case and what ended up happening was the owners of the home ended up settling with the homeless advocacy group and the homeless people ended up getting the home so it worked and it set a precedent for the courts so we now have a squatter problem 
across the United States of America. Yeah, apparently, if you're not in your home, they got the right. You got to be really careful. Case in point, there's this woman out of Chicago, Chicago homeowner. Her name is uh, Danielle Cruz. And you think about this. Uh, you know, uh, she buys this home. I mean, that's the American dream, right? She probably hustled her butt off to be able to, to to buy this home. Looking at this picture here, this was not some mega mansion. This is not some, you know, one percenter, you know, evil corporate woman or evil corporate investment company buying up homes, taking them away from the little guy and jacking up the prices. No, this is, she looks like Danielle Cruz. She looks like a hardworking gal. She buys this home. It was empty. She had hired a contractor to go and make repairs on the home. And she says when uh, when the contractor walked in to check on the roof, he realized there was a young woman who had moved in and moved all of her belongings in. And she had completely taken over the home, Cruz said. Um, she was hoping to sell the three-bedroom property in what's called the Chatham neighborhood. So, you know, this was a way for her to basically flip a house and make some money, right? Good for her. Um, so she calls the police after s- discovering the, the squatter. And, of course, the woman refused to leave when the authorities r- arrive. The squatter then presents to the cops a phony lease in which um, the homeowner said uh, was fake. And the fake uh, tenant, the squatter, claims to have paid her $8,000 to live there. All fake. So the squatter, all the squatter's got to do is move into an empty home. Probably go to Kinko's or somewhere, type up a fake lease, faking that she had given the homeowner $8,000. And um, the cops say um, when the police arrived, they told the homeowner that their hands were tied. There was nothing they could do. The homeowner says they could not remove her and they couldn't and they couldn't prove that she was trespassing, even though all the locks in the home had been broken and changed. She goes on to say that based with Illinois' laws, the squatters are more protected than the actual homeowners. Do we even know what the laws are in San Diego County in the state of California for squatters? Do you even know? You might want to think about it before you decide to go off on vacation. She goes on to say, unfortunately, squatters do have rights. And in order to get her out, even though she does not have a lease with us and she's not an actual tenant, we have to go through the whole eviction process to get her out which could take anywhere from six to 18 months. So they offered the woman $2,000 to get her to leave. And she said, no, she demanded the full $8,000 to get her out. It's really infuriating. This homeowner said responding officers advised the owners of the home. uh, uh, What uh, advised her and the owners of the eviction procedures, uh, because only the Cook County Sheriff's office can carry out an eviction. This is just absolutely devastating. I think uh, I think after seeing this story tonight, I want to research these rights. We know in COVID, one of the things that the government did, one of the benefits of shutting down businesses and under the guise of public health, they also t- seized um, landowners' rights by basically saying that no landowner could evict a tenant. Well, OK, so and that brings up another point. So they had to picture this happening in San Diego. And the only way you're allowed to get them out is you have to go through the eviction process. But you can't evict them because of these new regulations. Right. 
we now have it. I don't think it's I don't think it's been put to a vote yet in Chula Vista, but they wanted to extend the eviction moratorium. They wanted to remove a landowner's rights to evict somebody, not evict, but basically say your month you're on a month to month lease, and you know we we want to end that at this point because we want to um, sell the property or we want to do repairs on it. And they want they want to stop homeowners from being able to do that. Now, when that happens, what's occurring here? The government basically is telling you they can decide what to do with the home, even though technically it's yours. That's basically govern, government owning the property. I've said for a long time, people argue with me, oh, it's not communism what's going on. It's not communism and, unless they own the means of production. If they own your business through regulations where they can tell you when you're allowed to be open or that they can just completely shut you down because of a virus, they own the means of production. If they can tell you who you have to rent to and that somebody who has no right to be in your home is allowed to stay or that you don't have the right to move back into your home to end a lease. They own your home. They own your home. They own your home. We reported recently on the fact that there was a woman that was behind on her property taxes. She had $200,000 of equity in her home. They sold her home at auction and kept every dime of the equity. They could have at least just taking the $700 she owed in back taxes and giving her the rest. They didn't even give her that. So when they tell you the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset people tell you you'll own nothing and be happy, they mean it. And they're coming for your property. We're going to take a break. We've got another example of another kind of way of them coming for your property. And it actually involved 14 people being arrested today in San Diego. Did y'all hear that story? We'll tell you about it when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K., bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back. Last segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show on our Friday Eve show. We're going to go to the phones. Bob is on the line from San Diego. He's got a comment about... Uh, the topic we were talking about before, communism and home ownership. Hello, Bob. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you. I think you're really onto something. Now, I have a different term for it. I call it neo-communism. So they figured out a long time ago they don't want to own businesses or own apartment buildings. They just want to regulate and tax them because it's easier and they can still get whatever they want. So uh, congratulations. I think I think you, you win the prize. Well, thank you, Bob. Maybe I'll make myself my own hero of the week. Um, tomorrow, by I the way. You thank you. Thanks for calling in, Bob. Yeah, don't forget that. Okay. Uh, thank you, hon. Have a good night. Yeah, don't forget, you guys. Tomorrow's Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. We have our 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. If you want to call in uh, 24 hours a day, you can also email me. Uh, that 24-hour call-in line is 844-814-5227. And you can also email me at andreakshow.com. And during the show, <laughs> last hour, uh, Karen Strawn and I were talking about the new transgender cheerleader at uh, the, for the Carolina Panthers. And uh, somebody emailed me a Babylon Bee article. They are so hilarious over Babylon Bee. And here's the title of the article. Colin Kaepernick transitions in order to make <laughs> Carolina Panthers cheer squad. <laughs> <laughs> he's still he's desperate to get back in the nfl he just might Say do what? it <laughs> he just might do it because he's so desperate to get back 
Uh, gotta love the Babylon Bee. Yeah, gotta love the Babylon Bee. I'm glad Bob called in. I think we're in the stage of neo-communism, but there will come a time to where we will lo- no longer have the pink slip on our home or on it's businesses. We're in a transition phase. The end game is that we don't have the pink slip. Uh, that's that's my belief on that. Um, I'm just still cracking up over this Babylon Bee article. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't get a chance. Um, I meant to talk to Karen Strawn also about the story, sports story. It's not related to transgenderism, but uh, the uh, the sports world is just hysterical over these Tampa Bay Rays, the baseball team down there to where some of the players, um, you know, refuse to wear the pride patch on their uniforms and um, because they were given religious exemptions. We're going to have to spend some time maybe next week on talking about the war against Christians in this country and doubling down. Because remember, I keep saying it's gone from tolerance to validation to forced participation. And that's where we're at. You know, don't talk to me about inclusivity when you don't allow Christians to, to uh, you don't want Christians to live in this world and be able to uh, exercise their religion. I'm quickly going to go back to the phones before we wrap tonight's show. George is on the line. He's got a question about the Jan 6 committee. Um, we only got a couple minutes left, George. What's on your mind? Well, I just want to let the reason they are doing what they did, what they did. They, they gin those people up to come in. They let them in the doors was because they did not want the senators and the congressmen to continue with their uh with, with, with their uh the the county uh, the uh they they were they were you're so right George I don't remember the name of the procedure objection. but they were with their and objections if they, went, if they went back to it they would have had to gone through the investigation 2000 mules would have blown them out the water you're absolutely good point. I forgot about that. You're absolutely right, George. I completely forgot about that. That's one more thing you're not going to hear about tonight. You're not going to hear get to the bottom of the truth that the timing of why all of a sudden all these Capitol Police officers were opening the doors and letting everybody in and all this, you know, um, and feeding this riots and Ray Classic Epps distraction and Ray Epps bringing people in, waving people in the scaffolding guy. The timing it, it completely shut down the process that was taking place. George, you might be my hero of the week for calling in and reminding if everybody get, if they get Pelosi's phone they'll find out who set it off Ooh. they need to get her phone they got to get hers Raskins and Schiff's phone George we got to leave it there because we only got about 30 seconds left on the show but man you are my hero of the week because you are on point with everything that you're saying and getting down to the bottom of the barrel of the truth and at the bottom we find the scum, and that is Nancy Pelosi and these Democrats. They, this was not just a failure of law enforcement. It was intentional, and it was to stop the process that was going on in the House chambers. George, you're our man. And love all the rest of y'all as well. Come back tomorrow for a Friday fun day. Peace out. Love you all. God Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.